Hello, language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things ISIM podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which explores why yoga has become such a popular activity in Iceland. I had the pleasure of chatting with Bjarni Heinrichsdottir, also known as Bati, a yoga instructor and yoga studio owner in downtown Reykjavik, about this topic. Like many Western cultures, Iceland has seen a significant rise in the number of people practicing yoga over the years. With just a quick Google search, you can easily find four or five studios in the Reykjavik area. What makes Bate's studio unique is that her classes are only taught in English, and it is smack dab in the middle of the downtown area. When I first moved to Iceland, I immediately gravitated towards Bate Studio, not only because it was an awesome studio to go to with yoga classes taught in English, but also because you can tell that Bate is passionate about what she does. During this interview, we talk about how obscure yoga was considered not too long ago in Iceland, Bate's thoughts on why yoga has become so popular here, and if yoga will stand the test of time as an activity in this country. I hope you enjoy listening to this interview. After the interview, please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the episodes I publish every week. If the platform you are listening to this podcast on allows you to leave a review, please do so if you haven't already. Go the skim tune, og schaumst flötlega. Bate, thank you for sitting down with me in your awesome studio in downtown Reykjavik. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> and I find yoga fascinating and how much it's become so popular in many different places. And having moved to Iceland, I was happily surprised that yoga is also available here and quite popular too. So I am curious, of course, to hear your <clears throat> side as to you know why this is the case. But before we jump into anything like that, I'm sure people would love to know what sparked your interest in yoga? Okay, so I actually started practicing 10 years ago. Okay. And at that time, yoga wasn't really um, that common here yeah. in Iceland. You so were practicing in Iceland? Yes, so I started okay. here in Iceland. And just because a friend of mine kept just telling me to come. So she was already doing it. Okay. and But it wasn't common, so I didn't really know what I was going into. <laughs> And actually, I thought, I mean, I had some uh, stories around it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a very soft exercise, you know, way too soft for me because I was really into like heavy uh, practices at that time. I was doing uh, boot camp. So, yeah, yeah. okay. So things that feel like, instead of like, I'm going to go stretch for an hour or something. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) So doing yoga, the idea of yoga was like, "Ah, it's probably way too soft and whatever, (laughs) you know. So, but I, but then it was actually amazing. I went into my first practice was actually Ashtanga, which I think was probably good for me at that time because it is actually a really strong practice. Yeah, Ashtanga is, so it's a style of yoga that is very dynamic and very strong. So I I just really fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah. And were there that many studios back then or is it different? 
probably not. This was at Yoga Shala, which was definitely, I, I would say, the most popular studio at the time. And no, there were very few. I'm not sure yeah. how many, but um, I think 10 years ago was probably still a time where it was a little bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yoga. And also probably, I think, just the practice and association with religion that also could have potentially been turning people off, you know, before like the boom of yoga became like this exactly. almost so, so common Western exercise, even though it's coming from the East. Right. So there's exactly. this, yeah, misconceptions and exactly expectations yeah. potentially. Right? <laughs> exactly. Are different than what it might be. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And when did you start to notice that yoga in Iceland was becoming a popular activity? So when I moved, so I actually moved away then um, to Spain in 2010 and continued my practice there okay, nice. in Astanga. And then when I'm moving back in 2013, I remember then it was already, uh, you know, a lot of, I went back into um, yoga back into yoga shala at that time and yeah and then there were a lot of classes a lot of students and it seemed to be become yeah it had become a lot more popular at that yeah, time okay. yeah and then just from there you know i think that was probably so that is five years ago okay. i think that's probably the start of the bubbling up of I th yoga in Iceland. yes yeah. so more studios started to appear I mean, I was talking to a teacher that was teaching, you know, one of those uh, first teachers here. Mm -hmm. So this is probably maybe, you know, 20 years ago, wow. 20. And he was, he, he actually told me, it's funny, he told me that people would park across the street the cars, <laughs> so they wouldn't be seen to what? go to the, so there was still wow. yeah at that time there was only like the weird hippies that yeah. and you wouldn't the Icelandic be. hippies I'd love to see what they'd look like back then <laughs> so. you didn't want to be known for for um for doing yoga at that time okay. yeah but I, I guess so yeah five years ago probably started this change in mindset somehow yes, maybe say. media might have helped I think with that because in the U.S. for sure mm -hmm. that's just kind of hearing about it and seeing it all the time on either television internet whatever it starts to become this thing that feels normal and yeah. Iceland is such a small community so you don't want to be the outcast right I mean like the, the, odd, <laughs> the exactly. odd hippie yoga person over there in the corner so it's just that is fascinating though exactly. I didn't realize that people were so concerned yeah. <laughs> just only 10 years ago <laughs> being the yoga person in the in the town right. <laughs> so, and why do you think hmm. yoga appeals to Icelandic people for what I've heard from my students now here is I get a lot of uh, my friends told me to come to yoga because mm. it's kind of like you right <laughs> yes exactly but now it's a lot I hear a lot of because I'm so, you know, I work so much, my my body, I mean, I'm, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm kind of I've, like a burnout or just a lot of, a lot of stress. Yeah. So a lot of work. So that's definitely what I'm hearing now. Yeah, people are just very busy. Yeah. And people work a lot. And they have, you know, some of us have 
two or three jobs even yeah. or studies and jobs. So that's one reason why people are coming to yoga just for this um this because they know it's good for the you know for the body for yeah. the nervous system releasing, to, uh, releasing yeah. exactly and just relaxing getting some um yeah some relaxation and learn how to breathe and all that yeah, absolutely. and i relate to that yeah and also i guess in iceland i mean we're so we're very open as culture i think people are very open for new things mm-hmm. and to explore and to experience yeah. and it's definitely not a saturated market yeah, you know like right. a, so still there's a, there's just a lot of openness to to um just a lot of curiosity yeah to now know. that now that it's kind of an accepted activity right it's like mm. and i've heard about yoga like in the water, yoga in the park, yoga, you know, like all these yoga exactly. with bungees. And it's just like, okay, aerial yoga. Like it's just, I feel like I sounded people kind of like the U.S., but almost in just a very small place, yeah. take in and just like run with it and try oh, yeah. every type now, right? Yes. <laughs> all of a sudden, so. Exactly, yeah. yes. I definitely feel that. So open to try new things and not with any pre, like, they don't have any judgment about it. Yeah. They just come nice. and let themselves to be led into... Absolutely. Whatever craziness is. <laughs> and as you went through your practice and from the 10 years when you started, you know, did you see yourself becoming a yoga teacher? Was that kind of on your mind when you were doing it? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. No, I've never actually, I mean, I never actually seen myself as a teacher. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that was something I was really like, no, I cannot be a teacher. Like, that was, yeah, it's it's a story I had, actually, okay. about myself, because I thought I was too, mm, well, not patient enough, <laughs> and, you know, That is the like opposite that. of how I know you as yeah. the yoga teacher that I come to, so that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see myself as a teacher, but that, I didn't I didn't plan, definitely, to be a teacher. Okay. But then you just get into these, you, you uh, get to know these beautiful tools, mm. and... This practice that starts to help you, you know, just with everything that you go through in life. And then what just happens is that you want to share it, you know, you want to let people know of it. And and I guess it's yeah, there's where there that's what just as for many teachers, I think of yoga, it's just this benefit Mm. of the practice that then sparks you do yeah to start to teach it yeah that's awesome yeah okay yeah that's a great story though I think that's (laughs) fascinating because you know everyone goes everyone's journey is different right like it's funny that you say you never would see yourself as a teacher but it's hard for me not to see you as Bhatti the yoga teacher so everyone's perspective is different and how they view each other and project yourself right definitely yeah I think actually we are all teachers you know I mean I don't I don't see myself any more of a teacher than anybody else Mm -hmm. than my students you know we're all teaching each other just by being around each other and so I'm just teaching this because this is what I'm studying and so I'm just sharing that and so then I'm yeah, and then my students are teaching me a lot, right. and awesome. friends are teaching me a lot. You know, yeah. so we're all teachers going to retreats or anything like that. Oh well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Constantly, you can constantly study this and yeah. constantly add on. And it, yoga is always evolving. So, 
and yeah, you can always add on. Nice. Yeah. And you mentioned Ashtanga as what you were practicing when you began. Are there, and I mentioned kind of some other like random takes on yoga <laughs> that are become popular. People were trying in Iceland. Is there a certain style that you've seen is, is quite popular here? Uh, yes, so apparently, well, in the world, on global scale, uh, vinyasa yoga is the vinyasa style mm -hmm. is apparently the most popular. And I think it's because it allows for a lot of creativity mm. inside of the, I mean, you can call a class vinyasa and then yeah. the teacher has a lot of creativity inside okay. of that. It's not a fixed practice. Yeah. It's, it's linking, you know, vinyasa is basically linking... Uh, one movement to another with a breath. Okay, so it's so, a flow. Somehow. Yeah, a flow, exactly, a flow. So that's, and I think it's also the most popular style here, okay. for sure. And then hot yoga is very popular yeah, here, actually. Yeah, that's too much for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I, I'm already very hot when I'm doing yoga, so to, to be hotter doesn't sound appealing no. for the most part. But I guess I can see how other people, you know, yeah. like it. It's, uh, it's I guess it's um, it's a practice that a lot of people start mm, with okay. for the you know physical for the exercise. Yeah, I don't see hot yoga as is is you know we have all these styles of yoga and you kind of need to uh, know what you're looking for and then just choose what suits you right. or you will also start with something and mm. then you might find a curiosity to go a little bit further. So Absolutely. hot yoga is definitely not the most spiritual practice yeah. of the yoga styles, but I, I guess, and then it, of course it, um, it depends on who's teaching it as well, because I Absolutely. guess within every style you can, you know, you can add your, take on it mm -hmm. so and then yeah i mean i i think actually kundalini is quite yeah I popular tried that. here as well I yeah I'm not, i've not tried. tried it in iceland but i've tried it in the u.s yeah and yeah it is fascinating to yeah. say the least like it's just so different than any yoga yeah anything i've ever done yeah and there's also like you know this movements that you're doing that are so rhythmic and you get into almost a trance yes and that part is bizarre yes. right but it's so cool at the same time but i i've not really found myself back to it if, you know because yeah. i'm just like okay i'm gonna go back to the yoga i kind Too of feel fire. more connected to <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. and yeah. do you have a certain style so do you have a certain style that you teach or practice maybe those aren't the same maybe they are hmm. yes they are the same uh, I teach this. I teach what I practice. Okay. Actually, yeah, and I've my my practice has changed over the years from a very strict Ashtanga style yeah. to a very explorative and to a lot of freedom. Okay, you know, in my practice. I guess I'm mostly inspired by a teacher called uh, Julie Martin, my teacher. Okay. So you can call it Brahmani flow. It's okay. kind of her creation. So, and it's based, you can say it's based on vinyasa, mm -hmm. mm, but it's, is this very, uh, is, is movement basically. It's a lot of movement. Okay. So much interest in holding a pose for a long time okay. or stretching 
It's actually a practice that is based a lot on research about fascia, the connective mm. tissue in the body, the yeah. fascial, yeah. The soft, our soft skeleton, yeah. <laughs> really. Um, so it's very interesting. And it's, it's also has, yeah, it has a lot of anatomy elements, research, yeah. yeah, elements about it. And, uh, and then I bring in uh, also mindfulness practices. Yeah. So meditation always yeah, is a very important part of my class. Yeah. yeah, which is what I really enjoy is having that balance between being present and, or at least trying to be present, it's a struggle sometimes, especially when you come back from a, you know, a long day and you're coming into the studio, yeah. just trying to leave it, you know, unpack it, if you will. But yeah, that is, that's really interesting to kind of hear where your practice comes from, like the kind of base layer and then how you add on your yeah. own touches. Yeah, yeah, this is, uh, with this practice, I started to, like when I met my teacher, mm -hmm. when I met Julie Martin, she... It was really an eye-opener for me. I, I had been focusing on affecting the yoga poses, the mm. asanas. So that had been my focus. So it needs to be like this. So yeah. I was just trying to do the, the poses right as they should be and all that. So with this practice, I kind of learned through her just to, to focus inwards and mm. to... So it's, you know... It's not about how it looks like. Yeah. It's about how it feels like. And it's coming from the inside out. Mm, okay. And when you have this freedom in your practice, you you also you can start to trust yourself, mm. you know, a lot and just listening yeah. to your body. And so it's just this yeah, very feel good um, nice. feel good uh, practice. And it can be very strong though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it really connects you. Connects you to your body, to your breath, connects you inwards. Your practice is spoken in English, which that is not the most common thing in Iceland, right? Yeah. There, I've been to maybe one or two studios where it's in Icelandic. And there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. We're in Iceland. That is the mother sure. tongue mm -hmm. of the people. So I'm curious why it was important for you to open up a studio where the classes are all in English. Hmm. So... Uh, as you said, most of the studios teach only in Icelandic, and even though there, I know that are there's yeah, some yeah. of the studios have English-speaking teachers, right. so some of the classes will be in English. But I wanted to, I guess, because I travel quite a lot, and I like, I love to take a yoga class when I travel, and of course, it's going to be more, you know, pleasing when it's in a language that you understand. So. I just really wanted to offer classes to travelers, but also I realized that, that there was a, a big community here mm -hmm. that would perhaps prefer yoga classes in English yeah. to Icelandic. So, you know, foreigners that live here. Right. Uh, it's yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> yeah. What, that's how I found your studio yeah. is online. I was Because like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I need to do something. I'm getting really stressed at work. I just want to go to yoga. Mm. And... I saw, I think it was just, you know, I literally put Reykjavik yoga English classes or something like that. Yeah. And that's your, your studio was the first thing that came up. And I was like, perfect. That's yeah. literally what I was looking for, which is also funny because you had just started when I moved. Yes. So it was just co coincidental yeah. that I found your studio, but also meant to be a 
obviously. <laughs> and you were one of my first students. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is amazing. And I didn't know that until recently that I was one of your first students because yeah. I just assumed that, you know, there's an ebb and flow of people coming in and things sure. like that. So, yeah, yeah that yeah. was uh, yeah. pretty awesome. And I appreciate it. And as I'm learning Icelandic still, sure. which is a struggle, of course. <laughs> it's nice to be able to come to a place where I can understand in yeah. English and you know, kind of deal with whatever I need to unpack. Yeah. And then go back into the Icelandic world and then like, exactly. and try my best, you know, it's just like exactly. a nice home base, essentially. Exactly. And I guess, I, exactly. And I wanted to also create, I think there was maybe unconsciously, I guess. I mean, that wasn't maybe my main thing at the moment, but I can see now that that's what happened. So to create this diverse community, you know, mm, and yeah. this international community. So they're, you know, with Icelanders, foreigners that live here, then travelers yeah. coming in. And it just is a really, you know, it becomes an exchange. People meet as well, yeah. talk to each other. And yeah, diversity is something that I think was needed perhaps. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, I agree. Mm. And I think it's really fun when people come who are traveling, for instance. Like I never yeah. think about doing yoga when I'm traveling which is funny because I do enjoy it. And now I'm starting to think about it a little bit more. Yeah. But when people come, like the, I think I was here last week and there was a person from New York and, you know, just mm-hmm. like these kind of just different interesting people who want the opportunity to do yoga and they do have the chance to kind of draw back from, you know, maybe because it's so, Icelandic sounds so foreign to come in and just exactly do what, what they feel is good to them yeah. and their body and do it in a language they understand. Exactly. Yeah. And it's actually beautiful to do yoga when you travel. It, it like then you see how you, what um, how much of a universal language is it yeah. is really, because it's so similar yeah. everywhere. You know, you just walk into a yoga studio anywhere in the world, and yeah. it's just like. Kind of like, you know, being home. Okay, nice. I'm going to have to try it. I just, yeah. I'm always thinking of, I need to either rest or I need to have an itinerary. <laughs> I'm traveling, it's just like bang, 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 or nothing at all. I don't know why. <laughs> Even though your yoga classes are conducted in English, you kind of touched on this a little bit. Yeah. Do Icelandic people still come and practice with you? Yes. Yes, there is. A... Yeah, I would say actually... Maybe not 50-50. Maybe it's, I would say, 30% of the students okay. here are Icelanders and then 70 or, yeah, 70% foreigners yeah. that live here they're of the regular students right. and then and then travelers coming in yeah, okay. as a drop-in. So, yeah, there are quite, I mean, there, there were, for example, students, I guess some of them that were studying with me where I was teaching before. Okay. Yeah. So they just, yeah, they come in and, and yeah. People that also that live downtown. Right, yeah, exactly. Makes life easy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's very helpful to have a yoga studio (laughs) by your house. Mm -hmm. And and this is, as far as I know, the only studio in the center. So, you know. Uh, But yeah, so very nice mix of of locals. Yeah. And uh, yeah, foreigners. Yeah. I know that Iceland is trendy and so is yoga, right? So it's just like these two trendy things just kind of blowing up all over and I'm wondering because it's easy when something is trendy that it starts to you know meet its plateau and then it goes down but do you feel that yoga is a trend here or is it something that actually is possibly going to stay as an activity for people to be doing for years to come 
is definitely here to stay. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. It's been around for 5,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Older <laughs> than dirt, right? <laughs> Even though it has changed a lot through right. the years. But yes, I, I mean, there might come styles of yoga that might be more of a trend and yeah. stuff like that. But those practices where you go inwards, where you find your stillness, where you can, you know, get to know yourself better. If it's meditation or, you know, yoga, the asana practice, it's definitely something that will yeah. that will stay. It's powerful. Yes, it's very powerful. And I think only more, you know, more and more people will hopefully will uh, discover it. Yeah. And, and I've yeah. been seeing people come to your class of all ages, genders, and that's always really exciting when people who you don't, or at least people who you think would possibly shut out yoga are opening their minds to it. It's exactly. cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love that as well. Yeah. yeah, it's for everyone. Okay. Well, to end off, I love to ask a question that doesn't have anything to do usually with the topic itself, but it has to do with Iceland. And it could be about yoga if you want it to be. But I'm just curious about what your favorite Icelandic phrase or word is. Everyone has a different reaction. You're very excited about this. Some people were just like, oh, God, <laughs> why? <laughs> so do you have a favorite word or phrase? There's something that I, I like about Icelandic, and it's the way that we connect. Uh, well, it's the way we, we build a word out mm -hmm. of two words. Yeah. And that's really like literal and yeah. like a, and, a, and um and just explain so well what it is yeah. you know like um and one of these words are one of my favorite i guess and it's it's actually related to yoga and that's yarth thinking yarth thinking yes okay. and it means uh grounding or mm. earthing yarth thinking yes so yarth which is uh the earth, earth yeah and thinking connection mm, so, earth connect, literally yes okay exactly so it's very like yeah. uh, little literal <laughs> and uh, beautiful yeah was yeah. that created yeah. to explain something in, in yoga that happens in yoga or is this something that existed as a saying before yoga Do you know? oh yeah 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 okay if, yeah it's a word definitely okay. i mean uh but it's it's used a lot yeah. in yoga. It's so appropriate. Yes, exactly. This is, yeah. yeah. Would people use it if they were just out in nature and feeling grounded? Or does it have a different <laughs> definition? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you would you would say that. Yeah, you would say, you know, in Iceland, that you, yeah. you need to get some... Uh, mm. <laughs> that is interesting. Okay, yeah. so it's almost kind of like, in a way, the way that yoga connects you, there is... An Icelandic culture, a way of kind of connecting to nature in this aspect. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sitting down to chat with me. This is a fascinating conversation. And I, I learned about mm -hmm. yoga being the weird kid on the block a while back, right? <laughs> in Iceland. But I'm glad that it's something people have come around to and are embracing here. Yeah. Because I do find it very powerful and useful, especially for all of us people who work too many hours at a desk thank you for that thank you and i will link in the show notes to your studio so if people are traveling to iceland and want to check out yoga in iceland they can do it with english speaking classes 
or connect with you in some way, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Definitely. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Namaste. Namaste. (laughs)